0: Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. Okay, in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about time, the time mindset, developing a new relationship with time. How many times have you caught yourself saying, oh, I've just been so busy or I don't have enough time for this. There's just too many things to do. Well, I'm so guilty of that and I have been so guilty of that to the point where I literally was burning out with all the things I was doing even though my excuse would always be I love what I do and I do love what I do but I had a bad relationship with time and I'm working on it this year and I'm going to teach you about it today in today's podcast I've even written about this before and this is something that I am working on over the next 63 days in a challenge that I'm doing with thousands of people so we're running a mind brain detox challenge from the, which started on the 1st of January and runs through the 24th so you can jump on at any stage the details are in the show notes it's brain detox 23 you get a 10 discount on a three-month subscription and you get access to a private Facebook group where I do lives twice a week so I hope you'll join me there and I'm working on the time mindset in the lives I answer lots of questions but today I'm going to talk to you about developing another relationship with time Life can be hard and it's easy to feel stressed, anxious and out of control. What if there was a way to take back control? What if there was a practical way to detox your brain? This is now possible with NeuroCycle, the first ever scientifically tested brain detox app shown to help reduce anxiety and depression by up to 81%. Users are guided through a variation of audio and video, brain exercises and mind management lessons every day. I'm excited to share some of the latest features in the app, including guides for children and parents, detailed feedback and recommendations, written guides through days 22 through 63 of the NeuroCycle, and an easy way to track your progress. There are over 500,000 NeuroCycle users worldwide, and the app has helped change thousands of lives, including people trying to find purpose in life, overcoming fear, better sleep, improved relationships, managing intrusive thoughts, depression and anxiety, and so much more. NeuroCycle is for everybody, no matter who you are, what you've been through, or what you do, you have an incredible mind and brain that is always on and needs to be managed so that you can live your best both mentally and physically. This app is designed for individuals, couples, families, businesses or corporations, for everyone, everywhere. Join us by committing just a few minutes a day and see how your life is transformed. In just 63 days, you will have begun rewiring your brain for a happier and healthier life. Download the NeuroCycle app today and start changing your life one thought at a time. Just look for NeuroCycle on the iTunes App Store or Google Play or visit NeuroCycle.app. The link and more information will be in the show notes. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. How do we harness the power of our thoughts to think deeply, learn powerfully and deal with the fast-paced, digital, quick-fix, instant satisfaction edge in order to leave lives filled with meaning? We have to change how we how we harness our thoughts. We have to change how we think deeply. We have to recognize what the digital age has done. Since radio, TV, digital age, social media, these are all amazing things, but they have changed our relationship with time. They have created a very reductionistic, quick-fix society. And because 95%, probably more, of what's going on around us is unconsciously Absorbed into our non conscious mind and becomes part of our non conscious mind, driving how we function. The quick, fast paced lifestyle around us is being wired into us and is driving us without us even being aware. So, by being deliberately aware of your relationship with time and changing how you relate to time, in other words, developing a new relationship with your time mindset or developing a good, healthy time mindset will be revolutionary in your mind, brain, body, health, and in your life, and your, and in feeling happier and more at peace, okay, and being more creative, which is so important as well. So basically, how do we stop saying that I'm so busy, I don't have enough time? Is the problem a lack of time or how we think about time? I believe from the research, it is the latter. How we think about time is going to influence how we feel about time. We need mind management. We need to manage our minds because our minds are are the things that are doing the work of daily life. And our minds are driving our brains and our minds are also accessing what we've built into our brains. So if if our mind is accessing a powerful network that is fast, 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 get everything done quick, 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 that is going to be the filter through which we see life. So we can change that. We can actually rewire that. And mind management is pretty much how we do it. So the time mindset that I'm talking about today is all about changing how you think, feel, and choose around the concept of time. It's changing your relationship with time. So nothing worthwhile happens in an instant, although you could be excused for thinking it does because of the fast-paced society we live in. We can turn our dreams into realities, but it will take time longer than the average one-second lifespan of a, of a Twitter post or the 60-second lifespan of a TikTok to make a change. TikTok time does not make a change. I like that, TikTok time. Nor is there a pull ill in our reductionistic society, our technological age, and our neuro-reductionistic approach to mental health. It's brought with us, brought along with it, the desire to see a quick fix for everything. It's brought, I feel sick, take a tablet. I feel sad, take a tablet. It doesn't work like that. Maybe in a moment, the medication, well, medication helps obviously with heart disease and physical bodily diseases. But when it comes to mental health, antidepressants and those things aren't actually antidepressants. They are actually going to reduce the intensity of how you feel because they work on changes in your brain. They're psycho, psychoactive, like alcohol. But that's sort of fixing the problem. And it's, not, it's a quick fix. It's not going to solve the problem. We have to, yes, you can reduce the intensity, but we have to take the time to work through our healing. Why are we showing up like this? We are humans in the world. We're not in isolation. The world affects us. Life affects us. And the experiences of life from childhood through adolescence through adulthood are constantly affecting us. The big traumas, the small traumas, the long-seated traumas, the new traumas, the bad habits, these all affect us. And so we can't pathologize life and think that it can be fixed in a in a in a quick instant. And we can be excused for thinking that because that's the messaging that we have been having getting for such a long time. But we're gonna change that because it's not healthy for you. So the technological age and the neuroreductionistic approach to mental health have brought within the desire to see things including change and success as instantaneous. Nothing's instantaneous. Everything takes time. So trying to make things actually trying to make things happen fast and then giving up when they don't happen At the speed that you become accustomed to is really unhealthy for the mind-brain-body connection. It can cause a sense of anguish, powerful word, throughout your mind-brain-body connection and put your mind and brain into a toxic stress, keeping you stuck in a toxic cycle. You know, it's so amazing to me that if you think about training for a marathon or training at the gym or Training to play a musical instrument or learning how a new language or whatever. We understand it takes time. But when it comes to us and our lives and our emotions and our feelings and trauma and changes you want in our life, we just lose all of that perspective and we want things to happen fast. And that's the wrong relationship with time. Mind management helps to change that. So mind management is like mind cardio. So think of developing your... your cardio when you do that cardio exercise well mind management all the things i teach on this podcast and specifically today we're focusing on the time developing a better relationship with time is good mind cardio that's wiring health into your mind brain body network which will show up in a healthy way and this is the research i've done for years Things don't get fixed in an instant. It doesn't take a day. It doesn't take a second. It doesn't take 60 seconds. It doesn't take four days. It doesn't take 21 days to build a habit. Guys, it takes cycles of 63 to 66, if not a few more days, give or take, to rewire and make changes. And this is why I developed the NeuroCycle, which you can learn more about in my NeuroCycle app and also in my book, Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess. And I talk about it on this podcast all the time. Okay. So, I have shown with my research that it takes these cycles, and there's certain things that happen along the way, and I'm doing a very intense study at the moment, so we'll be able to show you a, in peer-reviewed published articles on how what happens at each at each time point. But there's a lot of information already on that in my book and in the app where I guide you through it because this process has been around, and I developed it over nearly forty years ago. Okay, so another factor in terms of time relationship is most people think about time like they think about money as being a limited resource and thinking of, okay, if I just had more time, I'd be happy, I'd be happier, I'd have more peace, I'd be better off. If I just had more money, I'd be happier, I'd have more peace, I'd be better off. But is that really the truth? Research actually shows that that isn't actually the truth. Research shows that if we have too much time it's as bad as too little time. So it's all about a balance. When you have too much time on our hands, I like mean, people retire early, their, their, their cognition declines, their memory declines, they age more rapidly. And when, when, when people sit around and just don't know what to do with their time, it's fine for a few days and then people start getting very bored and get depressed, etc. So there's a lot of research around this area. And Cassie Holmes, which is, who's a professor at UCLA, has done a lot of work around this concept as well. So basically, it's a research show that if you have both too little time and, and too much time on our hands, we feel unproductive. And this can affect our sense of purpose and affect our values. So it's not the extremes that count, okay? too much or too little, but finding a balance that works for you to give you a sense of peace and happiness. So we're not supposed to do nothing. It's, we're supposed to be creative and enjoying what we're doing, but working around how we're doing it. And that's what I'm going to talk about through the rest of the podcast. Another factor is when the business of life is unmanaged, and I talk about this so much, if you just go through the day-to-day things of just the routines of the day without actually looking back at consciously and deliberately how you are managing that reaction to your boss, that reaction to your loved one, to your partner, to your kids, to those emails, to those texts, to your work, to the traffic, to the whatever. If you're not managing that, which is what I'd help you to do with the neurocycle, the day-to-day stresses plus the big stuff that we need that will create patterns in our life. If you're not managing that, we become very distracted. It causes all kinds of problems. When it comes to time, we become very distracted. And we can miss and become oblivious to the beautiful, simple things of life, like a beautiful sunset. I'm sitting here in my office in Miami, and you can see the sea in the background. Beautiful view. I have a beautiful view of the sea, beautiful beach down below. But if I'm so busy, I'm not going to even appreciate it. And there's been some days we have been so busy that I have not appreciated what I'm looking at. And now I'm deliberate and intentional because I know that's not healthy for me. I lose creativity drops off, mind and body health drops off, enjoyment of life drops off. So I am deliberately and intentionally enjoying every moment. Just the other night over this holiday season, my family, kids and husbands and so on have been back and forth. And the other night we were having dinner with my son and his husband and they were, we were looking at the beautiful, incredible moon over the water. I actually posted that picture and on, on Instagram, and we spent like 30 minutes just ooing and aahing over the beauty of the moon shining onto the water. And it's those moments that we can be so oblivious of that because we get so caught up in the business of life and thinking what well, I've got to do. We're in that conversation at that dinner table and we're busy scrolling through Our phones, our phones are on the table just in case. Can you have dinner and put your phone aside? You know, there's so many discussions around this. But you know, with time, with time mindset is, are you able to engage with time in a way that you aren't oblivious of the beautiful, small, simple things of life? Research also shows that when people feel under time pressure, they are less likely to help others. So simply thinking about one's busyness changes how you help others. Now, we are designed as humans for empathy. We are naturally designed as creatures of, to reach out and, and help each other and community and deep, meaningful relationships. Research even shows that if you're in a bad place, reaching out to someone in the midst of your trauma or whatever, you improve your own healing by more than 60%. There's so much research on this. People that have gone through huge things in their life and they, and they heal from these. They just want to reach out and help others. But when we have the wrong relationship with time and we are so busy with being busy and all these things and getting caught up and I've got to finish this now, we look our empathy drops. The way we reach out and help others changes. And so that is not a healthy thing at all because that actually detracts from how we function on a neurological level. Research also shows that we have a time bias. When we think we will have more, there's like a time bias. So there's this thing that we have as humans that we think, okay, I'm too busy now, but in a month's time or two months' time, I'll have time to do it. And so someone asks us to do something, and we'll say, I can't do it now, but I'll do it in a couple of months' time. Well, research has shown that this is called a time bias, and that actually, if you can't fit it in now, the chances of you being able to fit it in in a month or two's time are very, very unlikely. And the other thing that you need to ask yourself is if you can't fit it in now, Why? Is it because it's something that's not really that important or something that doesn't align with your values? Is something that you don't really want to do? Something that you don't need to do? Are you maybe just people pleasing and saying you'll do it? Maybe it's something that you need to say, okay, I'm interested in this, but this doesn't fit in my schedule for this year. So when I am ready, I'll come back. But to think that we'll have time in a month's time, we get there a month later and we think, oh darn, now I've got to... Do this on top of everything else and I'm still busy and I still don't have that extra time so we have this kind of distorted perspective that if I'm busy 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 now I'll have more time down the line but it doesn't it just accumulates the way to create more time and expand time is by you recognizing number one as I've been saying that we are very we have wired in this fast-paced way of thinking so we need to stop stop and be conscious and deliberate and aware that things take time healing takes time change takes time like going to the gym And that instant quick fix isn't a good thing. Just giving up if things don't, if you don't do something quickly and you just give up because it didn't work out, those things are not healthy for you. Secondly, is actually becoming aware that you're so distracted by your busyness that you're missing those very important moments of simple things that actually influence your mind, brain, body health, as well as your creativity and intelligence. You also miss how you help the chance to help others, which is not healthy. So, and then you then you think you'll be less busy, but you won't be less busy. So there's quite a few things that that get messed up when we have the wrong relationship with time. So research also shows that thinking about time as a limited resource that you don't have enough of can lead to making decisions that will overextend us and make us exhausted. So when you think of time as this limited resource, this is all I've got. I've got to fit it in this time. You're going to be you're going to feel yourself pressured to make decisions, and now and those potentially may not be the right decisions and may lead to you're overextending yourself and getting burnt out and overwhelmed. But if you see time as, oh, hang on, I don't have to give an answer now. I don't have to respond to that email right now. I don't have to do this right now. Time keeps going on. I just have to know how to use that time best. I'm going to take time to think. You may not give the answer immediately, but that's good because you're going to have time to think deeply. We've lost the art of thinking deeply because we're hurrying ourselves to answer quickly. So take time to answer that text. Even if you send a text saying, hey, I need a bit of time to think about this. So you've responded, but you haven't overcommitted or overextended or something. The other thing that research shows is that we can get so get develop such a poor relationship that shrinks time that we get caught in regrets. Oh my goodness, I've lost time. I've wasted time. And you can get yourself just saying that makes me feel anxious. I've wasted time. And you feel that that time is limited and now that you're never going to get that back. No, you won't get that time back. But if you spend this moment worrying about that moment, you've lost more time and that's making things more negative and you're losing more time. And it's like this negative cycle set up. So a better way is actually to stop yourself and to say, okay, acknowledge it, gather awareness, acknowledge your emotions and reflect on that and write it down. Do a neurocycle, cycle, recheck an active reach, do the five steps of the neuro to say, okay, I did this. It was a waste of time. I did lose time, but what have I learned what not to do in that way? You expand, and it's not this limited, strict, strict structure that is confining you to regret and anxiety and anguish. But it's expanded. Now, what can I learn from that to bring into this moment? So this next moment doesn't become this very distorted and toxic moment that impacts your healing, and impacts your functioning, and impacts your relationships, and bubbles over into all kinds of other things like a virus. It can be a virus if you don't get that under control. So you may have to see that's a big issue in your life. You may need to commit to spending sixty-three days. the NeuroCycle daily working on okay I keep regretting time what can I do about this and practicing that's what the NeuroCycle will enable you to do after the end of year work obligations and holiday family fun it's easy to start the new year stressed worn out and lacking motivation if you're feeling like you need a holiday from the holidays I have the perfect solution start taking magnesium breakthrough every night before you go to bed why Because stress depletes your magnesium levels and magnesium is critical for getting deep and restorative sleep. Magnesium Breakthrough is the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium in all in each pill. And when you get all seven critical forms of magnesium, that's when the magic happens. Pretty much every function in your body gets upgraded from your sleep to your brain, from stress to pain and inflammation. Even better, by making Magnesium Breakthrough part of your daily routine, you'll be fully rested, recharged, and ready to crush all your New Year's resolutions. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com forward slash leaf. In addition to the 10% discount you'll get by using the promo code dr leaf 10 you will unlock a special gift with purchase for a limited time only. So go to magbreakthrough.com forward slash leaf now and get your gift. The link and details will be in the show notes. Okay, next thing is when people consciously think about time, like I've been saying, when you consciously and deliberately think about time, you're more inclined to plan things that will make you happier, like social connection and doing fulfilling things. So developing a healthy relationship with time and saying, "Okay, I'm going to give myself time to answer. I'm not going to spend hours regretting. I'm going to learn from that experience. I'm aware of the technological age, making me live in a TikTok time zone. And I'm going to give myself permission to do the mind cardio that allows me time to get my goals done, to enjoy the show along the road, to move forward at a pace that I can manage, to allow myself to heal, to give myself that expanded time to be creative. I'm going to still reach out and help others. I'm going to not be oblivious of the moment. Conscious, deliberate, intentional decisions like that will change your relationship with time. You will develop deeper social connections. You'll have, when people... If you had to write your eulogy, for example, and, and when people are on their deathbed and you ask them, you know, what do they want you to remember about them or that kind of way of thinking that sort of birds eye view, people will, won't go on about, oh, I was so busy and talk about the sort of things that they did. It will be more like, I wish I'd spent more time with my loved ones. I wish I had built more spent time in that relationship. I, what, do you, what do you want on your deathbed? You have how do you want to spend your time and what do you want people to say about you? Write a eulogy. So Cassie Holmes says write a eulogy and you know do things like saying things like another thing she says to do is things like saying take the sentence I am too busy and then fill it in and then analyze that. So if you did a neurocycle your neuros here's a couple of neurocycles you could do. You could do a neurocycle where you are going to do the eulogy thing. So you gather awareness the name of the thing is I'm going to write a eulogy about me. So you get the awareness of how does this? What are my emotions around this? What are my behaviors around this? What are my body sensations? What are my perspectives? So I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling kind of anticipatory. I'm anticipating. This is uh, my perspective is this, and this is interesting. What would I like? I'm feeling challenged. I'm feeling kind excited in my body. My behaviors are kind of anticipating this. And then why? Because this is actually now helping me align with my values. So that's the second step. Let me write this down. Let me write down what I've gathered, awareness and my emotions. And now let me look at that in the recheck and think, okay, how can how can I, you know, uh, how, what would I like people to say about me? What would I say? What, what? How do I want people to see me? That she spent time with this and that she did this and she made that impact. And she built that relationship with that one and she had those wonderful moments, those a special little moments with, you know, watching the sunset with her husband and going for walks on the beach with her children and being able to help thousands with understanding their mind, whatever. Those are the things, you know, You know, write that down and then say, okay, well, if that's the case, how can I now put that into action? How can I change my life that I can actually achieve those goals? So that's active reaches. What are the actions that you can do? And you may have to do this five steps. You're not going to solve it all in one day over 63 days to actually work out you know work out what that unity should look, look like the other thing the thought could be i am too busy too okay fill that in fill that in fill in the blank that's the thought okay now what does it make you feel in your in your emotions in your body what's it doing to your behaviors what's it doing to your perspective why when what how how often who where reflect on that now write that down now look at what you've written and dig deeper and ask yourself okay now how can I change this if I'm too busy for that I'm missing this and this is happening it's happening at this time it's happening around these people it's happening there what can I do how can I change it time track it you know how often is it happening when you do a reflect that's a great time place where you can track how often it's happening how often do I do this how often am I saying this when is when am I saying it specifically where am I saying it so those are the kinds of questions you can ask in the reflex step and then Building into the writing, the recheck is where you analyze it and say, okay, well, I'm doing it here. I'm going to change that. I'm going to I can't I can't think of one time last week when I had a great time because I was so busy. Or I can think of three times at a great time out of the whole week, but I want it to be three times a day. Okay, how can I make it three times a day? What were the little things that made me happy? How can I build those into my daily routine? Okay, active reach. This is what I'm going to do. So when you consciously think about time and change your relationship with time and realize how you have being pressurized and maybe you force yourself into making decisions, all these things I've been saying, you're going to be more inclined to plan things that will make you happier and make you more willing to change. For me, when I tell myself something is good and a good investment of time with many dividends, you know, I'm going to get a lot back from it. That mindset, that time mindset that this is a good investment of time, then it changes how I work creative creatively in how I feel inside of myself. So if I develop a have a task to do, like for example, preparing a podcast. And I say, okay, I'd like to finish it in half an hour at the planning or an hour or whatever. But you know what? I'm going to think deeply and I'm going to enjoy this and I'm going to flow with time. And I've got this plan, but I've got the possibilities mindset. I might not finish it. But I'm going to get deep with the time. I'm going to enjoy this moment of time to develop myself. And I'm going to go in with that because I know I'm going to get multiple dividends from how much quality time instead of just trying to rush and put something together. That will shift. It changes my neurophysiology, changes my network, increases my creativity, my intelligence, and I'll write a better, I'll prepare a better podcast. Or if going into a meeting, whatever, going into a discussion, how you go in, your time mindset is going to influence everything. So if I go in saying I've got to get this done at this time. I'm going to get very anxious It will affect my creativity and how I handle that situation. So that's just something, an example from my life that I'm working on. So deliberate, intentional thinking about time will lead to us spending time in ways that are more aligned with our values that will make us happier. So often when we don't have a decent relationship with time, we are doing things that aren't aligned with our values and that are causing anguish and challenging our mind, brain, body health and not making us happier. So, I hope this has helped you today. I'm going to end off with just giving you one little, one more little simple example of a time mindset neurocycle that you could, that you could apply. So, the five steps are to gather awareness, reflect, write, recheck, and active reach. So, let's say that you're working on something in your life that is something that you are, a healing process that you're going through, and it's taking time and you, you know you get in there you're doing your, maybe you're on the detox challenge with me or something like that and then someone makes a comment a loved one or a friend or work colleague or someone says wow why are you taking so long i thought you'd got over that i thought you'd dealt with that and you feel like totally thrown and you start sabotaging yourself by saying things like oh my goodness maybe i'm a failure etc so this is and you know why and and why aren't i doing this quicker i should be doing this quicker other people do this quicker so there is a distorted relationship with time And this distorted time relationship is you sabotaging yourself on your healing journey because of what someone else has said. So that's the name of the thought. Now gather awareness. How does it make you feel? What is it doing in your body? What is it doing to your behaviors? What is it doing to your perspective? Now reflect on that. Reflect on when is it happening? Time track. How often? What? Exactly. Where? How? How often? So the when, what, where, how, how often. Okay, write that all down. Add to that, expand that, roll back around those four signals and those questions of when, where, what, how, how often, time tracking. Now, recheck, look at what you've written. What can you do to change this? How can you, what could you do? You could say, oh, okay, well, maybe that person is saying that because they don't understand. So if I explain to them that this is the journey that I'm on, this is what I've done, this is how I have changed, this is how I'm working through, this is how time changes. You can explain the whole what, what, how it takes, time it takes to rewire the brain, then that changes that, would, that could be something that could, that's a different perspective you could provide. So that could be one thing that you would, that's how you would reconceptualize it in your step four. Then your active reach would be, okay, set a time and go and actually have that conversation. Well, thank you for joining me today. I hope this has helped you. I hope that you jump on that NeuroCycle app and change your time mindset and start enjoying time as you can see the sun is setting behind me. So I'm going to go now for a walk on the beach with my dogs and my husband and enjoy this beautiful sunset. And enjoy the time that I have doing that. See you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com. And to sign up for my weekly newsletter, where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself